This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Well, good Thursday morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Tammy Strantz from Stephenville, Texas, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for June the 5th, episode 928. This episode is brought to you by Road to the Horse. Good morning, horse world. Founded by Judy Bland and her late husband, Stephen, Road to the Horse has grown beyond what they or anyone else involved in its humble beginnings could have ever dreamed. This unique competition brings together three of the world's top trainers and clinicians. Where over two days they will gentle a horse in adjacent round pens, while thousands of fans relish every moment. Combining education and entertainment, Road to the Horse is truly a one-of-a-kind event. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us here at Horses in the Morning. We appreciate you being here. And we have to welcome Tammy back to the Horse Radio Network. Yay! Welcome back, Hi, Tammy. Hi, Glenn. That music gets me excited every time I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to go now? I might get goosebumps. <laughs> now, uh, Tammy, of course, was the host for a long time of the Western Radio Show, and uh, we're glad that she's going to be coming back here the first Thursday of every month. And and on Horses in the Morning, and it's a special Road to the Horse episode, the first Thursday of every month. And it's going to be fun to work with you again and actually co-host with you again. Yeah, it's going to be great. And next year in 2015, we have the Wild Card competition again. So we're following the, the journey of these colts from the sixes that the Wild Cards have picked out, and they'll train them for the year, and they'll bring them back and go head-to-head in a, in a standoff. So uh, it's going to be pretty exciting. Well, I'm excited to have you back, and uh, of course, I had a blast at Road to the Horse last year, so uh, so I'm thrilled that we're able to do this and really able to to get you know get you back and and also uh, talk to all the people involved. It's just super nice people too. It's one of the things about the the cult starting business and the people involved in it is they're all just salt of the earth, really cool people. You know, they're just very nice. I didn't meet anybody that was rude at Road to the Horse. Now, maybe I wasn't talking in, to the right crowd, but... Uh, no, it's a, it's a different event, Glenn. And the first time I went to Road to the Horse was actually in 2011. And I got sent there um, for another job I was working. And I was kind of like, oh, another clinician thing, you know. And I went there, and I was so wrong. The event has... It there's an air about it. There's a special feel in the air. There is something different at Road to the Horse that you don't have anywhere else, and I was blown away. So I was a huge fan before I was part of Road to the Horse. Well, terrific, and we're going to find out more about how you're part of it as we go along here. And, of course, we have a lot of guests booked, and Jennifer's going to tell us about those. 
Um, on today, I'm right here. Up. There you go. <laughs> I'm right here. On today's Rose of the Horse Thursday, I have showed up for work today. Yay! We start with the woman. <laughs> we start with the woman who started it all, and that would be Tootie Bland. And then next up, we have 2015 Road of the Horse wild cards, Sean Patrick and Seamus Hawes, who will be stopping by with updates on their respective equine students. So stay tuned for the fray. Thank you, Jennifer. Well, uh, Tammy, let's get caught up on you a little bit. I know you filled in for me a little while ago with Jamie, and, and thank you for doing that, by the way. Uh, but, you know, we... Um, we haven't talked in a little while, and the, I'm sure the uh, the audience and your fans are wondering what you've been up to. I know you've gotten back into shooting, right? Uh, I don't think getting back into shooting is probably the best way to put it. Probably um, consumed <laughs> 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 might be a little better, but no, things are things are awesome, Glenn. Um, I've been traveling um, a bit, and I went to uh, for the long Memorial Day weekend. Went up to Colorado and won the Colorado State Championships and the Colorado Regional Championships. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and then last uh, Sunday I went to um, Oklahoma and won the Oklahoma State Championships. So I've been very, very lucky to have um, a really good entry back into mounted shooting and my old horse, Handsome, he's still my, my main man and he's still looking after me and he makes it so much easier when you have a partner under you that you could really trust. So... Um, Handsome's been awesome, and the shooting's been awesome, and and Road of the Horse has been so great. You, wait so a minute, everything's wait a minute, going good. You're happy to get back, but all your competitors are going. Damn, she's back. where'd she come from? <laughs> and you'd be you'd be really proud to know, Glenn. I'm wearing my helmet. I've worn it at every single competition. Sometimes I'm the only one in a helmet, and sometimes I'm not. Um, and and I'm getting before when I first came back to the shooting world. Uh, wearing my helmet, I thought that everyone in the Coliseum was staring at me because it's a very Western sport. So being uh, one of the few in a in a riding helmet was uh, not the norm. So I've learned you've really got to be cool with yourself <laughs> to be different and be a trailblazer. <laughs> but um, but I'm still wearing it, and it's got some stickers on the back, and I've got a Sharpie, and some of my friends have signed the back. So um, I'm kind of customizing it, but... I'm getting used to it, and, and I've got a lot of emails and a lot of people talking to me and a lot of um, you know, people thanking me for going ahead and, and being one of the few to wear a helmet and kind of set the trend. And, and since I've been wearing it, I've seen a few more. So I think it's been really good for the sport, and, I, and I'm good with it now. <laughs> well, and, you know, they weren't looking at you for your helmet. They were looking at the... Can we hear Glenn? No, Glenn has left the building. So I wanted to ask a question. Now that you are hot and heavy back into your uh, successful career as a cowboy mounted shooter, has your perspective on winning changed at all? Because I know you are a fiercely competitive woman, fiercely competitive. Has have has it changed, or are you just more cognizant yes. of it? Yes, it has, and that's a really, really good question, Jen, because before I was fiercely competitive, like you're saying, and now that I came back, um, you know, there's a lot more things in my life than just not a shooting now, um, you know, especially with Roach with Horse, and that's a, that's a big part of my life. So I'm a lot more relaxed 
if I make a mistake and I don't win the competition, I don't cry. <laughs> I'm just so grateful to be there. And I think um, I'm a lot more relaxed competitor than I was before. Um, as much as I would like to win every single competition, I, I, I feel like I don't... I don't have to anymore. I am just so grateful to be back in the saddle and so grateful to be there that I'm not... Winning the competition isn't the only thing in the world for me anymore. So now Mm -hmm. that my... You know, I'm still getting over my head injury, but I'm just... I'm grateful for the journey, you know? So so basically it chilled me out, Jen. (laughs) Wow. That's really a hard concept for me to understand because you're... When it comes to competitions... Chilled out. Oh, I'm is not still competitive. Ever have <laughs> anticipated? Never. So, have you? Yes. Now that you've, you've, you're, you're taking a deep breath and you're getting a better perspective on your competitive mm-hmm. nature. Um, previous to your um, your head injury hiatus, mm-hmm. did you generally compete with one horse at a time when you go to competitions or multiple horses? Like, because when you go to like you go to a hunter show. A top mm-hmm. a top level rider might have half a dozen horses there competing. Does it work the same way in cowboy mounted shooting? Well, sometimes I have some of my personal horses that I'll let some of my students show, so I'm helping them out and, and they're riding. Um, sometimes I have another little mare called Amber. Um, you know, I just totally. Is, Amber, is Amber the one that is Amber the one that jettisons you off because her saddle didn't sit well? Yes, Amber, okay. in Australia, we call the yellow light, in you know, a traffic light, Amber. I don't know what you'll call it over here, but yellow. it's called Amber in Australia. <laughs> so when I bought her, I walked up to her, and she jumped backwards, and she snorted at me. And I thought, proceed with caution. <laughs> so she is named after the yellow traffic light in Australia. It means go ahead, but uh, be careful. <laughs> Hey Tammy, we're going to have to have you call back. You're uh, you're breaking up on us a bit here, uh, and I had to do the same thing. So I don't know if we're having issues this morning or what. But uh, just give us a call right back. No Jennifer problem. and I I'll hold down right the back fort. In. Sorry, uh, sorry about that, everybody. But sometimes we have technical troubles, and and Tammy, for some reason, technical troubles just follow her. Uh, we yeah, she has bad tech, she has bad electronic karma. Do I sound better? I seem to have a better connection now. So You sound fantastic, Glenn. Yeah, Tammy, as always, we, even did the Western radio show, we've always had trouble with Tammy. I don't know if it's where she lives yeah, in Texas or, or, what the, or if it's her aura. I'm not sure which. Yeah, uh, it's karma. I'm telling you. She, she said bad things about her iPhone a few times too many, and now the electronics gods are out to get her. That's right. So, Tammy, we've determined it's your aura that you kill all electronics that you go near. <laughs> it's a shame I can't fix them too, huh? <laughs> is that any better? No, actually it is not. It's I don't Glenn. know if it's your Yeah? Glenn. Let's hold on yeah. one second. Tammy, if if you just hold the cuz you're using a landline, hold the phone a little bit further away. You're breaking up as your loud your voice gets a little louder. So use your indoor voice and I think you'll be fine. How's that? Okay, see? we'll see how Lovely. that goes. Nothing like how correcting things on the air, but sometimes you just got to do that. <laughs> so now, tell me, how are you related to Road to the Horse? Firstly, I, I kind of got involved with Road to the Horse through the Western radio show. We done a lot of interviews, and I went there to actually run a booth for the Trial Riding Association. And then um, 
kind of got to uh, talking to Vernon, who does all the marketing, and kind of got involved um, with Vernon, and we spent some time together. And then I came back to Road to the Horse, um, and I handle all the sponsorships and social media. So that's kind of my main um, involvement now with Road to the Horse, is social media and sponsorship. So if anyone needs anything of that, <laughs> they can contact me. Well, you get so, to do the social media, which is the fun stuff. I That's love, you know, awesome. social media to me is like fishing, Glenn. You throw something out there and you're not sure if they're going to like it or not, and then you see how it goes. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly what social media is. It, it, it is definitely throwing it in and just, or throwing it against the wall and seeing what sticks. And it never yeah. is what you think it's going to be. Ever. No, no. <laughs> and, and I really enjoy it, and I love the fans, and I love the people, and we have the same sponsors year after year and, and getting a relationship with them and learning about them and their products is, is really great. So I love it. Well, that's good. Well, that's good. And, you know, I'm glad that uh, you've kind of found a home there and, and are, are working at that really hard. Now, you have um, – you live on – you're on a farm now. And I know – how many horses do you have currently? Not very many, actually, Glenn. I, the last couple of weeks, I've sold uh, a few of my horses. I only have uh, four right now. So um, one of my horses, my backup horse that I had for mounted shooting, she was about 16 hands, and she was a big horse for me. And since the accident, uh, I just didn't like being that high up off the ground. So she went to Colorado, um, and I dropped her off there. So uh, it broke my heart to get rid of her, but I knew that it was probably the best thing to do just because I was, I just didn't like being that high anymore. <laughs> so that was sad. She left last week, and I cried all the way back from Colorado. And we know how you feel. We've all sold those horses which, that we didn't want to, but for some reason or another we had to. Yes. Or, or it was just the right thing to do for the horse, you know? And, and then um, that's what it was. It was the right thing to do for the horse, and she couldn't have gone to a better home. And so uh, I'm getting updates from her every couple of days, so... She's doing great, but it's definitely hard, especially the horses that have the personality where they're pleasers and they want to be your friend and they want to do what's right and they just try so hard. And that's why it was hard to get rid of her. She was just such a good horse. Yeah, the PIAs are easier to sell, aren't they? Um, the pain in the asses. They're easier to sell. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> No, for some reason, we don't have any trouble selling. No, no. I'm like, here, take the halter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Here, you want it for free? Here's this one. You didn't bring one? No problem. I'll throw in a saddle. Yeah. Here's some hay for the way home. Hey, I heard you you had an oh crap moment, though, on uh, on your Colorado trip. Oh, I did, I did. I was so scared. It was like, you know the game Battleship where you try and guess the, the coordinates? Uh-huh. That was kind of what I felt like in Colorado because as I was coming up to Lamar, Colorado, a tornado was coming across and we just had the perfect coordinates. <laughs> I was really scared, Glenn, because I've never really been scared of the weather until I came to Texas. You know, Australia, we might have a hurricane or something, but you know it's coming. It's not a big deal. We hardly ever get ice. We hardly ever get hail. So coming to Texas was a eye-opener, but um, I was in Lamar, and the sky was getting green, and it was rotating, and you could see it was rotating. And the, I think six tornadoes touched down a few miles from where I was, but uh, I didn't know what to do because I had the horses in the trailer, and 
So what I ended up doing was finding a truck stop and going into the truck section where the truck gets diesel, and I wedged myself between two semis. (laughs) Wow. I wrote on my Facebook, this is the only time I've ever been happy to be wedged between two semi trucks. (laughs) (laughs) I was very grateful for them. You never, you, you're right. You don't know what to do because it's, I don't no. know that there's a right answer. You know, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. That there's a, if the tornado is coming over your head, it's coming over your head. You know, it's just like. Exactly. They're scary though. Do you not, did you not have tornadoes in Australia? No, never. Not where I was from. No, no, everything's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so it it was really scared and the trucks next to me were shaking and I just, I didn't know what to do. So. And then, and then you're like, do you put the truck under the front, the the part of the roof to stop the hail, or do you put the horses under there so they don't get scared and they don't get all the noise and stuff? So I was just like, truck, trailer, truck, trailer. I don't know what I want to save. So, but you know, like I'm every other horse girl. Horses come first. So. Yep, that's right. That's right. I would have Trucks unloaded them and put them in the gas station if I could. <laughs> So it went by. Did you actually see tornadoes? No, I, I didn't actually see it. I do have a video that I took on my cell phone because the birds were trying to fly into the wind, and the wind was like 60, 70 miles an hour, and the birds weren't getting anywhere. It was like a treadmill for birds. <laughs> no, it's good you pulled over. I mean, that, that was the right thing oh, to do. Oh, it was, it was. So the video is on my Facebook page, and I, I might uh, post it for everyone to see, but very, very scary. We were very lucky. We saw smoke coming by, and we didn't know what the smoke was. Or lightning had struck the grass next to the gas station and started a fire. So, um, huh. yeah, there was fire, and oh, I was just so relieved to get to Colorado. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow, luckily, I had a student with me who was great company, so she was chatting to me, letting me know everything was okay. So. Just what you need, more incidents and vehicles. You don't need any more of those. You've had enough I wasn't of those. even moving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, very good. Well, why don't you introduce our first guest? Yes, our first guest is Road to the Horse owner and producer, Tudy Bland. Very excited to have Tudy join us this morning. Good, good morning. morning Tudy. Hey, Tudy, how are you this morning? I'm wonderful. It's a beautiful day here in the middle of West Texas. We were just talking about the tornado I ran into in Colorado. I know you've had some bad weather out where you're at. Oh, yeah. I've experienced a tornado or two and uh, don't really recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> no, super scary stuff, that's for sure. Cammie, did you run into one? I, 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 well, I didn't actually see the final cloud, but I was dropping a horse in Colorado over the long weekend and... Um, had to hide in a gas station from the tornado, and I had my horse with me, and I was so scared. And so I was just telling Glenn, I didn't actually see the final cloud, but six of them touched down around us. So uh, definitely, uh, definitely scary. <laughs> oh yeah, they're a whole bunch of fun. They're a whole bunch of fun. <laughs> I was sending a lot of text messages out. OMG, OMG. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, so usually you don't see it when back I'm to the... because you're in the middle of yeah, it. That... Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's probably a good point. <laughs> sure. 
Well, Tootie, welcome back to the show. We're glad to have you back, and we're excited that we're going to be doing a once-a-month uh, a once a month episode on Road to the Horse. It's going to be the first uh, Thursday of every month, and Tammy's going to be joining me as co-host, and we're going to be talking to many of the people involved. And I got to meet you for the first time in person. We've been talking for years. We got to meet you the first time at last Road to the Horse, and that was a lot of fun. Well, I certainly enjoyed it. And we're so glad to have you there. Did you enjoy Road to the Horse? In oh, I'm the coming flesh? back. I'm coming back. No question about <laughs> I it. I can't get rid of him now. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, Tootie? i got to be honest. I think a lot of people were surprised that I enjoyed it. And I'll tell you why. I'm a horse husband. And, you know, I'm a horse husband. You know, I, I got into this by marrying into it. Now, at times over <laughs> the last people. 20... <laughs> right, Exactly. Over the last 25 years, I've, times I've owned more horses than my wife, and I'm a driver, but I was never really into horse training. I just like horses, and I like playing with them, right? So I think a lot of the audience was surprised that I liked this and was fascinated by it, but I'll tell you what, you can be anybody. You know, If you're a little bit horsey, you're going to enjoy Road to the Horse because the way you set it up it is really captivating over the three days. And, and I have ADD, severe ADD. And if I enjoyed it, anybody's going to enjoy it. <laughs> well, Road to the Horse is a little ADD, isn't it? I mean, really. <laughs> it's true. When you've got four round tents at the same time, there's always something to watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's point. always something going on. And if not that, then we're trying to burn the building down or a few things like that. You know, so there's a lot going on there. That is true. So I was impressed, and, and coming from a horse husband, it's horse husband approved. Let's put it that way. Uh, well, I'm <laughs> glad you enjoyed it. It, it. it was a lot of fun, and there's a lot at Road to the Horse for everyone, and I really believe, you know, and especially for a horse husband, that a lot of the lessons that take place in that arena, respect and communication, work pretty good in a marriage, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Jennifer, has our marriage gotten better since I got back? Uh, oh, by leaps and bounds. Yes. <laughs> it's better than counseling. Absolutely. <laughs> I better go I back. I see a new tagline, Tammy. Road to the horse. Uh, we'll save your marriage. There you go. I think, I think round pen fixes everything would be a better tagline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, There's been a lot of exciting things at Road to the Horse, but 2D 2015, $100,000 winner, $10,000 fan. What were you thinking? <laughs> oh, that's the that's the $20,000 question. Um, no, <laughs> I <laughs> always, every year. Um, I just think that I thought that it was time to recognize these guys in the same fashion that other sports, at equine sports and sports in general, mm-hmm. um, recognize they're, they're the best in the world. You know, I mean, these guys are the best in the world. And I just kind of like that number. I thought $100,000 is a good round number. So um, I, I think that it will make it a little exciting. On that end of it, um, certainly a good payday. These guys, it, it's hard to imagine, you know, we touch base with them all the time, but when you're in contact with them like that, the road is a hard place to be. And they've been out there um, mm-hmm. teaching horses and horsemanship at every little horse fair, big, you know, uh, 
equine fair or whatever, they go up and down that road, and that that's a difficult lifestyle, and the message that they have to bring is an important one, and I thought it had value. But my most fun part about it is I can't wait to hand $10,000 in cash to a fan of Road to the Horse. This is just my way of saying thank you because without our fans, and I know everybody says this, concert singers, musicians, you name it, they always talk about their fans. But really, Road to the Horse came to be because of the people that believed in it. I know you guys know a little bit of the history, but when we started, um, we didn't have very many people in the stands. And from that point forward, it was word of mouth that brought 5,000 people to it the second time. And now, of course, we're in to much larger numbers. But mm-hmm. I really have a big thank you, and I want to give that to my fans. So I think it would be fun. Now, and the fans at Road to the Horse 2014 got to see a huge Cinderella story unfold. You've got to be proud oh, of Jim yeah. Anderson winning the wild cards, winning the main event title. That, that was an amazing journey. Man, who doesn't want to be Cinderella? You know, <laughs> I mean, I do. Uh, and he came through with the whole, you know, the golden slipper, you name it, the whole thing. And that guy is absolutely amazing. And one of the best things about our industry are these guys are really good people, too, you know? And so nice family, great guy, been working at this for a while, you know, comes to road to the horse, wins the wild card, absolutely fantastic horse maverick, what he had done through from the four sixes and then steps right into that round pin. And I tell you, that guy did not, did not blink an eye at that. I would have been shaking all over, but he just stepped right in there and did what he does best, you know, and came out Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Judy, i got to say, you know, I owned an acting company before, and, and, of course, we do entertaining shows here. We're all about entertainment first, education second. And when you take a look at the different styles of the different clinicians, they're all very good, very good horse trainers. Where, where you see the difference is in, in how comfortable they are in front of an audience and in entertaining an audience. You know all about that. You're an entertainer. That's what you are. You really are an entertainer. And as an entertainer, I got to sit there and watch, and, and I think that's where the guys like Jim Anderson really rise to the top because they truly, they truly get the crowd on their side by being entertainers. You know, I think you know, the, they're all good horse trainers, so they all got that in common. That that rise to the top comes from the entertainment side of things. Do you agree with me? I I think it does. You know because they're communicators. They you know entertainment is communication. That that is sending a message. You know whether it's comedy, tragedy, you know whatever the message is. You know in entertainment. Um, so they have to communicate with their audiences, and I think that's very much so. But I do really believe that when they step in that pen, it's all skill. And then how do they communicate that skill, you know, to their audience? And personality, personality, personality. You know, it's always interesting. Everyone has something different to offer. So I think we get the best of the situation. We get their entertainment, their entertainers. We learn their personalities. I mean, who really expects? 
expected Antoine Clough to be such a character on day three. He was pretty quiet, you know, up to that. He was, and then, yeah, all personality. Yeah, all personality on day three, you know, mm-hmm. and with the crowd just fell in love with him. And, um, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And and that's what makes this show work too. If it if it was just uh, you know three or four guys or girls standing out there and very dryly going over everything for three days, it, you wouldn't have those fans full. You just wouldn't. Um, it, and and you helped that. I mean, you drove that from the beginning, so I think you knew that it had to be entertaining, or you weren't going to attract ten thousand people into a stadium. Uh, well. Uh, I agree with you. It's hard for me not to be entertaining. I mean, Jim <laughs> that is true, Judy. <laughs> I actually work on that. <laughs> uh, not by design every single time, but yeah, it happens. Um, I think it is. You know, it's one of those things that, like, in every everything. If you entertain those persons or you present that in, information in a really creative and fun way, learning is fun, you know? If you mm-hmm. sit down there and, you know, you got to go to the blackboard and write a sentence out 50 times to learn how to spell a word, that's kind of boring. You know, I just, I've been uh, to the t- blackboard. Judy, I just read a study that uh, showed that exact thing. It was a study out of Europe, and they, they, uh, they were teaching students, and they taught them in two different ways, one the dry professor way and one an entertaining. They actually had a comedian do the course, and the, the, the one that had the comedian do the course taught the same topic, same subject, same, you know, same information. They did 200% better, that class wow. did 200% better than the other because they were That's- interested. You know, uh, <laughs> that is a, that is quite well. I'm so glad that they did that. I wish they just would have come to road to the horse and they went out to go through all the trouble. You know, but <laughs> uh, now, I think it's Tootie, true. before before we let you go, I got to say this too, and I'm not I'm not trying to butter you up here, but it's the first oh, okay. time I've ever. I want to pursue this a little bit. The ten thousand okay. dollar prize for the spectator. Um, uh-huh. Now. Now, that's, I have never heard of that. So, that, you know, everybody goes and watches jumper riders win a million dollars and all that, and you're sitting in the audience, and you're not really part of that, are you? You watch it, and you're not really part of it. But here you can go, and you can actually be part of it and win $10,000. Explain to the listeners how that can happen and how they can get it, how can they can be, be that person. Well, okay, and I'll say, you know, we've all sat there and clapped, you know, when someone's won a million dollars and said, oh, isn't that nice? But in reality, how much fun if you get to share, you know, in that prize money. So for us, Road to the Horse, you you have to buy a ticket, of course, and you have to attend Road to the Horse. We atypically bring 10 to 12 horses um, from the four sixes ranch, depending on what the breeding season is and stuff of what is available. And Dr. Blodgett always picks out the cream of the crop. So that number right now we won't find out until about August when I get August is Christmas for me. I get to go to the sixes. So when we find that number out, what we'll do is it's really based on following your four sixes horse. So we will draw out of the crowd seat numbers, and we'll draw 12 if we have 12 horses, and 10 if we have 10 horses, or 20 if we have 20 horses. 
And if you happen to be one of those lucky people sitting in that seat right there, then you are eligible to choose one of those horses. And you will follow your horse through the process. So if your horse gets pecked, then you get to go forward with your horse. And if your horse wins Road to the Horse, then you win $10,000. So somebody's going to walk out of that Coliseum with $10,000. I think this is a great idea. This is absolutely fantastic. And and how cool is it for somebody who just shows up and, and probably would have come anyway? Um, but to to end up walking away a winner like that is just really cool. Great idea, Tootie. Thank you, but i got to <laughs> put a disclaimer in here because as soon as I announced that, half of my crew said, to hell with it, we're buying a ticket. I so. was actually... <laughs> I was actually just thinking, I know we come and we do our radio show there, but I was thinking about buying a ticket, too, to be honest with you. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> my crew is not allowed to buy a ticket because I'll be the only one down there. They'll all be sitting in the stands. So, um, <laughs> You'll be working on your own. I'll be working on my own. So it's open to everybody except my Except group. friends and family. <laughs> i got to read the small yeah. print next time. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, RoadToTheForce.com. There's a big banner on the middle of the page there how you can get your tickets and how you can be involved in the whole $10,000 deal. So you can find all the details, all the dates. Everything's on there. Of course, we'll be talking about it every month as we go along here. So... Uh, we have to get to meet one of the competitors here very shortly. But, Tootie, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Tootie. Well, thank you. I enjoy it. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, that was fun. Tootie's always a blast. Oh, yeah. Always a blast. Born a blast. And she must have been a cheerleader, at, like, when she was in school. Because when you see her down there on the floor, she's always jumping around. It, we, ha- we need to give her pom-poms next year. Well, someone um, who does an event that big has to have that much energy, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge undertaking. And she's not real tall, so she has to overcompensate a little bit for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, our next guest is ready, Tammy. You want to go right into it? Yeah, I'm very excited. Love our next guest. He was a 2014 Road to the Horse Wildcard competitor and now a 2015 Wildcard competitor. Sean Patrick. Hi, Sean. Good morning, Tammy. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us today. We're excited to have you on our first wild card on the show. Oh, you bet. My pleasure. Well, Tammy, before you get started, Sean, I got to tell you, uh, I got to ask you a question. Jennifer and I we live in Ocala. That's where the Horse Radio Network's based. And we on Sunday we were at New Smyrna Beach, and then I saw that you're coming on this morning. What horse trainer finds their way to New Smyrna Beach? And for anybody who doesn't know, it's a little beach town below Daytona Beach. It's the next one down, and it's family. It's more of a family beach. There's not so many bikers there. So um, how did you end up in New Smyrna Beach? Well, it's a funny story. I, I was uh, working in British Columbia, and I was attending John Lyon School in Colorado, and that's where I met my wife, Alicia, who was living in Colorado, but she was born and raised just a few miles down the road from here in Deland, Florida. And so over the last 10 years, we kind of slowly migrated back towards home for her. So her family's all here, and we're raising Madeline here, you know, in her home state. And uh, it's been actually... You didn't think of it as a ranching or, or horse came here, but actually since I've been here, there's a lot of good horses here. There's a lot of good horse people, and we have great weather year-round, so it's been ideal. 
I was going to say the smart smart ones moved to Florida. That's right. (laughs) Now, you, um, you know, and you're probably 10 minutes from the beach, and it is a beautiful beach. But the one thing we've noticed every time we've gone down there, and we go down to visit friends down there a lot, is it's always windy along the coast there at Daytona. Is, Is that true where you live? Well, we're a little bit inland, maybe 15, 20 miles closer to the land. Uh, okay. But there is a breeze after about 9 or 10 in the morning. We've, we're lucky to ride under about an acre of a roof, so we have a really nice arena with shade. So we ride in the summer pretty normal. Um, oh, really? You, know, you, can't, well, you can't get them too hot, but it's, uh, with that shade and that breeze, it's quite manageable. Now, Pioneer Trail Reserve, tell us, what is that your farm or what is that? Uh, that's the property that we live on and we train from. We're the only ones here right now. And the Luncher family has owned it since the 50s where they had cattle and uh, a little bit of forestry and had a hunting camp back here. And um, they're going to turn it into an equestrian development, um, which is already in the process of putting the plots together. And it's just a gorgeous facility with about 21 ranches making up the 700 acres that's left here. So hopefully in the coming year, we're going to put them on the market and, and try to bring in like-minded folk who love horses and can share in the, the big facility that's been built. And who also love the awesome. beach in warm weather. So you've yeah, got all I of mean, it there. Yeah, it's the best of both, yeah. <laughs> We've got a lot of activities right here. So it's, it's a fun place to live. My wife just said when we win the lottery, we're moving there. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Get an extra bedroom for me, Glenn. Okay, I will, Sammy. <laughs> and the other thing, too, you know, we talk about cowboys in, in Florida. A lot of people don't realize that Florida is one of the biggest beef states, biggest cow beef states, steer states in the country. Yeah, anywhere in the interior. I mean, it's just filled with horses and cows. We have a lot of pasture land, and a lot of people eat cattle, like right around our house, there's a lot and a lot of horses, so... It's surprising the numbers of livestock they have here. So, Sean, going back to Road to the Horse 2014, tell us a little bit, how's Joker? Everybody fell in love with Joker, your previous (laughs) wildcard horse at Road to the Horse 2014. So how's he doing and what have you been doing with him? He's been doing really well. We came home and I gave him a few weeks off and just turned him out. Um, That was a big trip for him, and I just thought it would be nice for him to have a few weeks and we had to cut mm-hmm. his grain back. We weren't feeding him actually very much, but we had to cut him back. He started gaining a little bit of weight. So about three weeks <laughs> after we were home, I started riding him daily again, about five times a week, and not really pushing him too hard and just going back to the basics and just trying to fill all the little holes in. I'm not, I don't feel under any pressure with him right now, so I'm just kind of taking my time. And mm-hmm. uh, over the next year or two, we're going to turn him into a pretty awesome horse. So he's... Uh, his maneuvers are improving because we slowed him back down and, and taken our time, and uh, mm-hmm. his overall confidence has gone through the roof. So he's awesome. becoming one of those steady Eddie go-to horses, even though he's only been under saddle for just over a year. So um, well, I'm looking forward to two years from now. I think he's going to be one heck of a gelding that we can do just about anything on. Mhm. Absolutely. And your 2015 horse, Jack, is that what you've been calling him? Yeah, we've been calling him Jack. Are you going for the, like, full house there? Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how's Jack different to Joker? Well, it's interesting. His mom, his dam, is Natural Pick, who's one of the, the mares out of the 99 band from the 4-6s. And she's had some producers and a few of the wranglers and guys from the 4-6s were really 
positive about talking about her as a mayor and what she produces. And so even though I had last pick on the out of the Remuda this year, I got the horse that I actually wanted from day one. So I was a little oh, bit lucky. Wow. Yeah, and that's yeah. the grandmother of Joker. So actually Jack is Joker's uncle. And um, that's Sixth's six Picks mom. So yeah. I don't know anything about the mayor other than what I've been hearing, but mm-hmm. she really throws a nice baby. And, and Jack is a really interesting horse. He's very sensitive and flighty. And he has mm-hmm. a lot of trust issues being off the range, but he's getting better and better with every day. But he's mm-hmm. very, very smart, and he's very agreeable. So when you try to teach him something, he really he doesn't protest very often, if at all. He actually mm-hmm. really tries and uh, works through things. So I, I found that the maneuvers and the more of the intricate things that I'm trying to teach him are being taught a lot faster than they were with the previous ones. So mm-hmm. um, I've really been pleased and happy with how he's progressing and, and how much further we are along than we were with the last one. Of course, the last one we had some lameness issues but in the beginning, but with Jack we haven't yeah. had any of that. So yeah. I love him. He's a little bit smaller than Joker, so mm-hmm. he's turning around a little bit better and stopping a little bit better, and he, he's a little naturally more low-headed and, and wants to relax faster. And we, uh, we haven't really done a whole lot of obstacle work with him, but we, we put one or two in the arena per week and then kind of master him and then move on, and he's done really well with all that. only takes a couple minutes to teach him a new one. So, so far, so good. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Have you been able to take him out trial riding any, or is he, he still kind of green? Oh, he's still pretty green. I've taken him out in the big, like I've taken him on trails around our property. And then mm-hmm. last weekend, I've taken him to uh, a friend's place down the road um, at Dead Strawman's Farm, where I ride with my buddy Chris, who's a, a really good reining trainer here in New Smyrna. And uh, he got off the trailer, and he went right to work, loping circles and turning around, gave him a 20-minute workout in a brand-new arena with five or six horses in there, and he was as good there as he was at home, which oh, was amazing. Awesome. So I brought him back yeah. home, and the next weekend, last weekend, I took him to uh, the Grand Oaks, which is in Ocala, the old carriage museum property, mm-hmm. and we got a stall for a night and took the RV up there with Grammy and the kids and gave him another outing. And he, uh, I loped circles there in the big pens and around the, the FRHA was having a show, and so we just kind of hung out and did some schooling, and he did really well there, so... Um, yeah, I mean, it's only been eight or nine weeks of training, but he's uh, he's getting his exposure, so and he's handling yeah, it really he, well. We've been to Grand Oaks quite a bit, and I'm a carriage driver, so, you know, oh, yeah. the, museum, the museum there is, you know, one of my favorite places in the whole world. Uh, yeah, it's beautiful. You, I mean, you just never see anything like that anywhere else with all the carriages. But uh, did he see any carriages, and did he freak out? Um, he actually did see a carriage. We have uh, some friends from... Our previous life, Dave and Sue, they, they train uh, carriage horses up there and they stay there as a resident. And so we were talking with them and I had Jack with me. And at first I was ponying him off of another horse named Joe. And then I started just riding him by himself just to make sure everything was okay. And uh, he didn't react to it. He doesn't react to some things that other horses do. He's kind of an interesting guy. <laughs> like yeah, he'll see something that's pretty scary and he won't react to it at all. And uh, And then he will react to things that you're not quite sure why he mm-hmm. did so he's they are he weird that way, aren't they? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i don't always understand what he's thinking but 
my pony's the same way. I'll drive them around the neighborhood, and there'll be, tr- there'll be weed whackers going right along, chainsaws. There'll be tree trucks. There'll be all kinds of workmen. He doesn't anything mechanical he doesn't freak out at. Yesterday, his, uh, his fly mask had fallen off. I drove him by and, in the field, and he, he spooked big time. So <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah, bizarre. <laughs> no, he's great, though. I, I really like him. I think he... I think he's one that we could win on. I think he's one that we could go all the way and do well. So I'm encouraged by that, you know. Anytime you, you feel your horse getting better by the day and, and really improving that fast, it's a good feeling. Absolutely. And, Sean, you have some clinics coming up. You've joined up with Mary Kitzmiller, another wild card, to do some uh, clinics. Tell us a little bit about what you have got planned. Yeah, yeah mid-July, if you guys want to check out my Facebook page or my website, Mary Kitzmiller is going to be here for three or four days prior to a two-day clinic. So she's going to be here for the week. So if you want to come in and do a private session or lesson with Mary or myself during the week, uh, please sign up. And then on the weekend, Mary's going to do a two-day clinic. Um, And I'll assist her, of course. But to fill that up and and show Mary a lot of support from Florida. And uh, she's going to be bringing Guthrie, her wild card horse from this year, as well as, I believe, a Mustang that's in the Makeover Challenge. So she'll have two ponies with her that'll be really fun to watch and learn from. And she's uh, she does a lot of things, you know, that are really interesting to me, like her whole take on positive reinforcement, her Garocha, um, you know, patterns and, and lessons mm-hmm. that she teaches. And then she's also really into understanding the development of a bridle horse. So I, I love talking mm-hmm. to people that are, you know, keen on learning more and, and keep progressing with the horsemanship. So she's, she's going to be fun to have here. I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. Hey, we just had Mary on uh, not too long ago in April. She came on and did our trivia contest as our celebrity. And I got to spend <laughs> some time with Mary at Road to the Horse. She's so much fun. Now, you're going to have to wait till July because I don't think she's ever coming back from Europe. She's been posting pictures from all over Europe. And <laughs> I think she's just having too good a time and is not coming back. <laughs> I don't know. I, I saw a Facebook post, I think, this morning where she uh, got her first big gulp at the corner store in America. So she was. Oh, I think okay. she's home. So she did come home. All right. But I, the, post, the post I kept seeing was her eating her way through Italy. Um, <laughs> those... <laughs> oh, she's a riot. Oh. So is her so mom. Her, website, mom, her mom is wonderful, and she's good fun. What's the website where people can learn more about the clinics and find out the dates and times and information? Uh, my website is seanpatricktraining.com. And okay. if you go to facebook.com forward slash Sean Patrick Training, um, you'll get mm-hmm. my my business page, which has all the events listed under the event tab with descriptions and prices and times and dates. Awesome. So we, we'd love to show Mary a lot of support when she, you know, she's traveling quite a distance to get over here, and um, I mm-hmm. hope everybody signs up. And we've got other events all throughout the summer and the fall. We have Jim Anderson coming for about three and a half months to stay with us next winter. Uh, in preparation for Road to the Horse. So we're going to have good fun getting our ponies ready, and we're going to do a bunch of clinics together here as well. So That sounds like a blast. Any, oh, yeah, we're going to have too much fun. I hope we. I think you have the headquarters for the wild cards. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're trying to tell Tootie. She's welcome to come over for dinner anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I almost called her and said, hey, come on over when Mary's here, but I know she's probably too busy. But um, if you're oh, listening, you should Tootie, let her know. She'd love to. A, yeah, we've got a spare bedroom. <laughs> Oh, well, that's great. Well, we wish you the best of luck with your wild card horse, and everything's looking good on your Facebook page so far, and we'll stay updated with you and share it on Road to the Horse Facebook. 
Okay, thank you. I'll try to take a lot of pictures and give updates on how the horses are doing. Yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed them so far. I loved your videos of Jack, too. Oh, good, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean, thank you so much. We appreciate you joining us here. Next time we're down at Smyrna Beach, we're going to come over and say hi. Oh, I hope you do. Yeah, look me up and come on over. We'll, we'll show you a good time. All right, thanks, Sean. All right, take care, you guys. Thanks, Sean. Bye. It's SeanPatrickTraining.com. Uh, Jennifer, I noticed that July, that uh, Mary's going to be there July the 16th, which happens to be our anniversary. That'd be a good anniversary gift. You could truck Beaker over there and do a <laughs> private lesson with Mary, and maybe Beaker would finally learn something after all these years. Do you, th- do you think, Jennifer, is that he's capable of learning anything after all these years, Listen Beaker? Listen to you talking. Uh, I, I was like, did Jennifer leave us? Because I might have. <laughs> Listen to you. See if I see if I give you training wheels ever again. You are on your own, dude. <laughs> wow, Glenn. On your own. I You're thought I was being morning. generous. I was trying to find an anniversary gift. I thought I was being good and generous. See, I can't win. I can't win. You start you started out right and then you went way downhill after that. <laughs> <laughs> the more the mouth moved, the bigger the hole went. <laughs> see? There you go. Us guys are good at that. That's one thing we are. We are you just. You know, guys are so so bad about that. A guy, you, you can't expect the guy to connect the dots. The dots just have to join together. Actually, guys, in my head, the dots are just floating, and they never get connected. So they're just wandering your around. Dots the braille. Place. Yes, exactly. <laughs> See, well, for Glenn, the dots. You know that graphic they use when they go into hyperspace in Star Wars. This is the dot for Glenn. <laughs> a long, long time ago. <laughs> in, a, in a galaxy far away. <laughs> On that note, let's uh, before we get to our next guest, let's take a little break here uh, for our song of the day. I have a song. I did this for you, Tammy. It's called Boots and Pearls by a, an artist by the name of Adrian, who is a horse girl. And I think she's from Texas, if I remember oh, right. Awesome. Yeah, so let's take a look. Listen to Boots and Pearls. This one's dedicated to Tammy because we all know she's a diva. (laughs) Boots, that's what I wear.
That is Adrian. Uh, this song was called Boots and Pearls. If you like her, you can find her on on iTunes. Just search for A D R I A N. You're listening to Horses in the Morning. I am Glenn the Geek, and I am here with Tammy Surratt. And this episode is brought to you by Road to the Horse. Producer, uh, our producer is Jennifer. She's making all of this happen this morning. And we thank Road to the Horse for doing this. It's going to be the first Thursday of every month. They'll be joining us, and Tammy will be co-hosting. Well, Tammy, uh, you, you got a new horse, didn't you, uh, that I read recently? I, I did, I did. And, you know, it's funny, before the show we were talking about having ADD, um, and it was kind of a case where I was supposed to be in the office working, and you know, I typed in the search bar, gelding for sale, Texas. <laughs> And before I know it, there's a new horse in the barn. <laughs> Funny how that works. <laughs> I know, I know. I called him Dudley because, um, you know that movie Dudley Do Right, Glenn? Yeah. Dudley does nothing right right now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he's really cute, though. He is a red dun, and he is a son of Dual Blue Boon, which is a, a really nice cutting bread line here in texas so i was really excited to get him and i got him really cheap glenn i don't have a lot in him so he's kind of the guy jumped on him and went to show him to me and he turned around and he went back to the barn (laughs) (laughs) and tammy went oh that's the perfect horse (laughs) Uh, i said to him i'm like i'm not looking for a project but you know let's see what we can do so um I've never really bought a horse that took someone back to the barn before. So, But, uh, you know, he's been a really good boy, Glenn. I haven't shot off him yet. I've been dry firing off him. But I figured I'd better um, kind of fine-tune my handle before I pull out my gun, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I it's funny. Him. I wanted to tell you, we, uh, uh, our landlord lives on the other side of our farm, so it's probably two football fields uh, from their house. And we have these sinkholes here in florida this used to be a mine so there's a sinkhole right beside his house almost every house in the neighborhood has one and it's pretty deep it's it's a good 20 feet deep and what he did is he had it excavated out and he put a gun range at the bottom of it and he had a (laughs) fancy deck built and i mean he has the official (laughs) yeah i mean he has these fancy targets up and everything so i thought about you but he has his horses actually are right above the gun range uh, mm-hmm. in the field, and they'll come right over when when we're shooting down there, and they'll be looking over. I guess, you know, some horses, it just they doesn't just bother. No. Yeah. No, there's some that they, it just doesn't bother. I had one horse in training. Well, I, I had bought it, um, two plans to train it and, and sell it, and I'd like to people to think that I put a lot of work into this horse, Glenn, but honestly, the horse was happy to shoot. I didn't train him. I didn't teach him anything. He was just like, you're shooting? Okay, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, some just take to it like a duck, I guess, you know. Are there some that just, and how, are there some that just don't learn it and and never get used to it and just aren't good at it? Yeah, there is, and, you know, I used to kind of have this really hardcore philosophy that every horse is going to shoot and every horse will shoot, and, and that's true to some degree. I mean, some of them just need more time to learn and trust and understand, um, and that's how I start all mine. I start them off really slow, but uh, some just, can you can you teach it to shoot? Yes, you can. 
will you want what, the product that you've finished up with? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact is you can train most horses to shoot if you do it the right way, but like sometimes I might have a very young horse that's very flighty and a novice rider, and that's kind of one of those instances where, yeah, the horse can learn how to shoot, but is he really going to be what you're looking for? Is he going to be that steady old gelding? You know, no, so why are we even bothering, you know? So sometimes you've just got to say, you know, am I going to go ahead and is this the right thing to do and is this horse trained going to suit the rider, you know? So um, that's the biggest thing, but some... I I always start him in the round pen and I always take a tight rein and I'm always trotting because whenever you start loping, Glenn, you have one foot on the ground at a time and they get to bounce a little more. So I'm a trotting fool around here. (laughs) (laughs) Trot, 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 trot. Well, now, you know, with Pro to the Horse, for those that uh, are new to the show, we have a lot of new listeners since I, since I attended and we did our live shows from there uh, this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, winter. Um, you, you have how many wild cards now are competing toward, toward the competition? We have, um, for 2015, we have Trevor Cotter, and he's returning um, from 2014, and Trevor's from Texas, and we have James Cooler from uh, North Carolina. He was a 14 wild card. He's also a 15 wild card. Um, we have Dan Keen. He is a new wild card for 15. He's from Texas as well. Um, everyone knows Mary Kitzmiller. She's coming back. Um, Bobby Knight is a new wild card coming from West Virginia. And we have Sean Patrick, you know, who we just talked to. And then we have um, Shamus from Utah, who's going to join us on the show shortly here. So um, there's a couple of new faces and a couple of old faces, and they each had to go through the application process again. So um, they're all handpicked for Road of the Horse. And so they'll, they have their horses for a year, and then they, yeah. they bring these horses back, and it'll be like last year where they'll compete the day before the main Correct. competition starts. Um, yeah. And have we announced who the competitors are for this year or next year's Road to the Horse? The non- uh, I'm hoping you'd ask Tootie and get the inside scoop, Glenn. <laughs> oh, has it been announced yet? Uh, we have announced Jim Anderson has been invited back to defend his title in next year, so he's the first okay. competitor we've announced. And we are going to announce a competitor, the second competitor. Hopefully by the end of June we'll have another name in the hat. So, um and then obviously a wildcard competitor. So right now we have the wildcard champion who wins out the wildcards and Jim Anderson. And then the third competitor is going to be announced uh, shortly. Now, will there be three or four? Because there were four this last year. Yeah, I think there's going to be four, but you never know with Cootie. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> a surprise. And she you know, usually has... turns. <laughs> and in recent years, she's been trying to get somebody from overseas. Like, you know, we yeah. had a Swiss competitor this last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Swiss, right? It wasn't Sweden, it was Switzerland, yeah. Um, So he was here, and, you know, she's had, obviously, Australians and Canadians. You know, she she is trying to go international a bit. So I'll be excited to see who she finds. And, you know, and she finds people that we may not have heard of before. So. Oh, um, absolutely. You never know with Tootie, and it's just the craziest, wildest, most fun ride. (laughs) (laughs) So just hold on, Glenn. Who knows what's going to (laughs) happen? Speaking of which, we're going from Florida all the way out to Utah with our next guest. Yes, wildcard competitor from Utah. Um, and I'm terrible with names, Glenn. You'll have to help me pronounce his first name. Or well, we should just ask him directly. <laughs> <laughs> 
I said Seamus, she said Shamus. Which one is it? It is Shamus. Oh, we're oh, both we're wrong. Both, we're both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we should have made bets, Glenn. We would have, we would have all lost. We would have lost. Well, thank so, you for joining us. We appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. Now, Seamus, you said you were with your was it with your daughter at the high school rodeo finals, or you're 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 at a big event right now? Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, ma'am. Uh, my 15 year old daughter is at the Utah High School Rodeo State Finals. Um, she is there in the team roping, and uh, oh, wow. she's she, she's doing wonderful. That's exciting, girl. I think I always think girls that can rope are cool, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> I do too, and they and they never have a problem with their boyfriends either. <laughs> never. That that's a tough thing. <laughs> hey, before we get into talking about Road to the Horse, I you know we started with Sean talking a little about uh, where he lives along the beach in New Severna Beach, Florida. I got a you know I saw in your bio that you live on your fa- on your family on your little family farm. Tell us about little. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we uh, we raise cattle and horses for a living. We we summer six to eight hundred head of mother cows and yearlings, and then we we have about two hundred and fifty head of horses at any time on our place. And, and how um, big is this little farm? We summer on fifty thousand acres, and we winter on a half a million. Oh. Wow! Now, I saw. I actually saw, and to give people a perspective of that, I saw that you know in in your bio on the website it says thirty thousand plus acres, and when I looked up thirty thousand acres to give people a, a concept of that, that's forty nine square miles. That's yeah. Just, for those of us that live in the east, we can't. Even, you just can't even imagine it. Right, right. When I when I went back there, I, I seen them farms and. You know, it's sure a lot different. Here, here's a lot. Uh, we have desert country, and so it takes a lot more land to uh, handle cattle than it would back there in the east. Mm-hmm. So you have not seen parts of this farm? No, I have not seen all of it. No. <laughs> I don't know how you could. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you do any work with a helicopter, or is it all horseback, or how do you get around that? Uh, we do it all horseback. Yes, ma'am. Oh, my gosh. We, we have a theory here on our place uh, where we raise horses, and we have a, a production sale each year where we sell our horses. And mm-hmm. so, therefore, our theory is anytime you start a vehicle or a four-wheeler, why well, you depreciate value, and every time we saddle a horse, we increase value. Well, that's a great way of looking at it. Yeah, so... So every day we saddle a horse and we use them for our jobs, whether it be irrigation or, or handling other livestock. And that's uh, just a true passion of mine, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Absolutely. That's awesome. So is there particular bloodlines that you've had on that ranch for a long time, or do you bring in an outside cow horse breeding, or how do you run your horse program? Um, yes, ma'am. We have a lot of... Uh, Bloodlines that's been here for years, and mm-hmm. most of that is ha- Hancock breeding. I'm, I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of Hancock horses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just big, big and strong, and heavy bone. And in recent years, we've been crossing them back on the the uh, cow horse lines. You know, smart little lenas and highbrow cats and and things mm-hmm. like that. And uh, boy, it's sure working out well for us. Oh, absolutely! They're great bloodlines. Yeah. 
So your little wild card colt, Courageous Turn, tell us a little bit about him. Was he your first pick? No, he was not. I, Out of the 21 <laughs> horses I'd picked, you know, I'd put them all on paper how I'd want them, and, and Courageous Turn was my 18th pick. <laughs> oh, that hasn't worked out for you. <laughs> well, he was my 18th pick, and I believe I was eighth to choose. So obviously uh-huh. I had a lot of horses that I had picked before him. Um, however, once, once, once it was my turn to choose and, and I'd walked out there and I'd been watching him move around and uh-huh. I really liked the way he moved, but when I walked out there, he, something set him apart from everything else and, and, uh, so that, that's the horse for me. And so I picked him. Uh, he, he, he was a little tough right at first, but boy, am I ever glad I, I made the right decision. Really? What's what's his personality like? Is he timid? Is he confident? Friendly? Uh, he's he's very t- timid. He mm-hmm. he 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 was very scared of a lot of things right at first, and mm-hmm. and uh, unsure of 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 a lot. Uh, however, now he's 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 very curious and outgoing, and and he, he's been a lot of fun, and and he's he's been uh, quite a teacher for me. Oh, great, great. So are you already using him on the ranch stuff, or how's his training progressed? Yes, ma'am, we're using him on the ranch now. Um, we, we've been trailing cattle with him. We've, we've used him as a pack horse to pack salt up in the mountain country to uh, for the cattle. How did he and like that? He, <laughs> he he was good. He was really good Perfect. with it. I, I expected him to be a little bit different about it, but he handled it. <laughs> Phenomenal. Yeah. There's zero problems. Wow. Yeah. And we pack on most all of our saddle horses. I feel like it's a, a very good lesson learned. And mm-hmm. uh, horses that's going to work on our ranch need to need to be able to handle about anything. So he's he's fit right in very nicely. Awesome. So what's the biggest thing you're concerned about with the wildfire competition? I mean, this is your first time through the competition. Are you worried about not having all the tools you need with your horse, not having him ready in time? I mean, is, is there some things that you're working on specifically for the event? I'm just working on getting my horse as broke as I can get him as far as body control and and mm-hmm. to, to have him mentally prepared. I have been in some other cult starting competitions, so I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with what I need to have done. I've never been to one this big, mm-hmm. and um, I did go obviously last year and watch it and I was very very much impressed so I I think the biggest thing that maybe bothers me is just preparing him for the the atmosphere Uh, Mm -hmm. I I think as far as getting the handle we need and and the partnership why why we'll have that well you know what that'll be easy just invite yeah be easy just invite 10,000 of your friends over uh, (laughs) put them in a stadium and you can practice (laughs) yeah yeah that's for sure. That that's no problem. I don't even know. <laughs> 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 yeah. You know what? We put a call out here to the listeners. We have about thirty thousand. You know, you 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 do free food and on a thirty thousand acre ranch and offer trail rides. We'll be good. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's no problem there. <laughs> So do you have other, I mean, the ranch must keep you so, so busy. 
Do you have time for horsemanship uh, clinics and demos, and do you travel a lot, or does the ranch keep you home? You know, I do travel quite a lot. I, I try to adjust it around our busy season on the ranch, I should say mm-hmm. seasons, and and I do travel, yes, ma'am, and we do mm-hmm. uh, a lot of clinics at home as well. And mm-hmm. um, we have some, some private clinics going on at, at this time here in the next mm-hmm. few weeks, and so we, we're pretty much staying at home other than our rodeos. And uh, my same daughter that is at the state finals right now has also was just invited to the AQHA World Show in August. So we've we've oh, got great. an awful lot going on. That's terrific. Oh, you got to be proud. Yeah, proud yeah. papa. Yeah, I, I have four daughters, and they're all four very active in in uh, showing horses and rodeos and things like that. And so it, it, it's it's a blessing to me. Very wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's stop right there. You have four daughters. Let's concentrate on that for a minute. How old's <laughs> the oldest and how old's the youngest? My oldest is 19. She'll be 20 in July. And my baby just turned 11 in May. Oh, so you're Aww. the teenage years with all of them. God bless you. Yeah, yeah. Well, my oldest is, is married already. So, oh, good. Got yeah. her out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three remaining. Yeah. We, we right. miss her very much. There went. Uh, so you only have three groups of hormones left at this point. Um, well, kind. I've got four. I, I still have my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you might have just got him into trouble there, Glenn. I know. I know. <laughs> I want to change gears a little bit with you. I saw on your calendar, did you go to the Horseman's Reunion out in California? Yes, sir, I sure did. Now, we have not talked about that here on the show. Can you tell everybody what that was? And I have not heard a report from it either, so how did it go? What it was and how it went. Well, the Horseman's Reunion is a gathering of of like-minded horsemen. There was 20 horsemen, and we each started two cults, so there was 40 horses to be started. Uh, for Raleigh and Kathy Twizzleman, and it was phenomenal. It was a lot of fun, very educational, and uh, what a what a wonderful thing to be involved with. You know, it was not a competition. It's just just a place to educate ourselves and and others, and and work with with people that are like minded in different philosophies, you know, to understand that. And we worked with people from all over the world. There were folks from Mexico and Spain and Argentina, Australia. It, it, it was it was an honor to be there. It was quite a lot of fun. Hmm. Yeah, I'd heard that. I'd heard about it beforehand, and it did. And it, you know, I think what made this a little bit different too, Tammy, than than Road to the Horse is it wasn't a competition. And also, it was really about these clinicians, these people, these trainers, being more there and, and learning from each other than worrying about the audience. And is that the way it really ended up? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It, it was just exactly like that. They were, everybody was all more than willing to help. And, and they, uh, you know, if it wasn't your turn in a pen or what have you, you were there offering to help when needed and, and, uh, we we received help from from many people and ideas and it, it is it's just a place to go learn from one another and everybody just just so willing to participate. When talking about learning from other people, who would you say has been your biggest mentors in in your horsemanship program? 
for for me i i have a lot of respect and and uh i i just owe so much to brian newbert and joe walter for mm-hmm. how I, I haven't spent enormous amounts of time with either one of them but the but the time i have spent with them is invaluable the mm-hmm. the lessons taught to me and and the uh you know just to understand the horse more they they've been phenomenal in helping me Absolutely. I know I did some work with um, Joe Walters many, many, many years ago uh, when we were starting Colts for Oxbow Ranch, and it's exactly like you said. I mean, they don't even have to say a lot. Uh, The biggest thing I learned from Joe was people work their personality and to really listen and learn and give give to the try and watch that horse and, and really kind of be have a deep understanding. That's probably the biggest thing I got from him, and was just a phenomenal teacher. Absolutely, you, you know, to watch to watch Joe or, or Brian work with a horse, it's it's almost like they know what the horse is going to do before the horse does, and, <laughs> and it's give me so much uh, inspiration or desire to be like that to mm-hmm. to, to watch the horse and have have emotion for them to mm-hmm. to try to try to release them before it even happens as soon as their thoughts of maybe mm-hmm. doing the task we're we're looking for is to try to release it before it even happens and man them guys are so good at it and and you know yeah. e- each day I I try harder and harder to become a better student of that horse mhm now, you have 250 horses there on the ranch, which means it's sort of like going out to your garage and pointing at which car you want to drive to work. Um, <laughs> you obviously have your favorites, right? I mean, do, do you end up having your favorites that you tend to want to use all the time, or do you force yourself to, to, to use a variety to keep them worked? Well, you know, I, no, I, I, I don't have to force myself. It's pretty simple for me. I, I look at it like... If all I ever do is ride in my top end, that's where they'll always stay, and they'll get tired and wore out, and all them young horses will never make it to there. So, I'm I'm pretty good at looking to ride my young horses and to try to catch them up to my older ones. And I feel like my strength has always been in in riding young horses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I truly love riding them, so it, it's not an issue for me. We do have horses, uh, a few of them that are extremely. Um, like and that we we just hold really dear to our hearts and and it it, it would be nice to be able to just step out and ride them each day but it it just not that way for us. Now I do have a question for both of you actually for Tammy and you because you, you we always talk about colts and of course it's the colts starting competition and colts and colts and colts. Yet I mean my wife and I and a lot of uh, competitors in the sport horse world. Have mares that have risen to the very top, and the mares have done very well. Why is it in your world we don't hear about mares more often? Well, for me, uh, truth be known, I'm a mare person. Most of my favorite horses and the horses that I spend most of my time on, as far as personal horses go, are mares. I, I, I think that the mares try harder, learn faster, and. Uh, altogether just smarter have a deeper bottom end i i truly love to ride mares and if for road to the horse had there been one mare in that whole bunch i'd have picked the mare just gender specific just Mm -hmm. without a doubt 
Is it just for easiness' sake that they don't do that? They don't throw some mares into the mix, uh, Tammy. You know, I don't know exactly, Glenn. What I do know is they try extremely hard to keep them as consistent as they can, so it's fair across the board. So um, I think it's just a matter of finding um, a group that is consistent like that. But um, you know, I have to agree with everything that that he said. I my gelding, which I ride all the time is uh just does his job because i he'll get in trouble if he doesn't but my mare um has so much heart and takes it so personal and has so much try and it's a completely different ball game with her <laughs> so they are they're, they're a different cat that's for sure well, I, I i maybe would think that a lot of it might have to do with motherly instincts you know hooking up with us or uh, mm-hmm. Or whether it be a cow or anything else, you know, it's just the instinct that I think the female carries to to want to be with something, whether it be their own foal or or whatever. I, to me, it might seem like that, just that instinct, a motherly instinct, mm-hmm. and it's what what a wonderful thing to have. I, I love mares. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good thing because you have five of them in the house. Because uh, <laughs> so a darn good thing geldings aren't your favorite because. That's hilarious, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that that is a pretty good inside joke in our home as well. Yeah. Well, it didn't take Glenn long to catch on. I caught on. <laughs> yeah. So now, were you still, after the fourth, did you say to your wife, okay, let's just try one more. We'll get a boy here at the end. And she said, no way. That's it? Or No, was, it, was the, it was the other way around. Oh, really? Yeah, she was like, Let, let's try it for one more. And I'm like, uh-uh, it'll be another girl. I can't handle five of them. Right, five girls in there. <laughs> Give out your website. Tell everybody what it is. Um, my website is shamasaw.com and also uh, runningyoulivestock.com. And we would love for you to visit it and, and look at what we have to offer as far as our horse sale goes and our horsemanship clinics and When's your horse sale? Well, my horse sale is August 23rd. Oh, wow. It's coming up. I need horses. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we typically sell the, the last Saturday of each August unless it falls on Labor Day, and then we fall, uh, you know, the, the weekend before. So how many horses will you sell at a horse sale like that? Uh, 50 to 100 usually, and they'll range everything from babies to, to broke horses, and we will also have some, some guests from other ranches around that uh, to sell their horses as well. And is this like, I know we grew up in the uh, heart of Amish country in Lancaster County, and uh, events like this were the social gathering of the of the month. Is that <laughs> that way out there too, where events like this become the so, so, social gathering? Yeah. You know, not not quite as much probably as it would be for you. We we do get a lot of social people around. Um, we we also do a, a ranch roping and a fraternity little horse show thing, and and so yeah, we we do gather a lot of people in to watch that and participate, and just a lot of fun to hang out and visit and stuff like that. But there 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 are a lot of horse sales in our area, you know, uh, within a few hundred miles, and so. It, it's not as big a social gathering as we might think, but, but yeah, there, there's still quite a lot of that going on. You know, I was at the one and I bought two ponies, actually, at that uh, auction. It was on an Amish farm in the middle of nowhere, and it was in Pennsylvania, and they were giving out steak dinners for every horse you bought. 
So when I bought sure the first one, my, yeah, yeah, I know. When I bought the first one, my wife looked at me and said, "Well, now you got to buy another. Or I'm going to be hungry." So that was it. I had to buy a second. <laughs> well, you should bring your wife over here then, because we also have a barbecue as well, and we can make the same deal work. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Good luck with Journey. Best of luck in the wild card. Well, thank you. It's very exciting, and and it's a huge honor, and uh, just we can't wait. It's not coming soon enough. <laughs> All right, we'll, well, we'll see. Be we'll keep up to date with you. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you very much for having me, and thank you again. Our pleasure. Well, that was fun. You know, I can't imagine fifty thousand acres. That's just that's crazy. I would be at lost. You would well, have to put of one all, of those radar detector things on me. It was a good question about the helicopter because, you know, it's 50 miles, you know, yeah. to get to the edge of your property. So if you're riding horses, it's going to take you three days. <laughs> the fun's out of it in the first couple of hours for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just had our endurance show on Tuesday, and they would oh. all disagree with you. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no. For them, the fun's just starting at about 50 miles. So. Oh, my gosh. No, for me, it is gone. <laughs> I think my uh, my body has left me at about 25 miles. So at that point, you're just numb, right? I mean, just... Yeah. My time to horses you, I was down yeah, after about 20 seconds, Glenn. Yeah, look at you. You ride for 12 seconds, and you're done. I mean... That's what I tell Handsome at the shoots. I give him a pet, and I'm like, 10 more seconds, bud. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> you have the best... Those horses have the best gig in the world, really. I mean, those in the... The barrel horses, because they're about 12 seconds too, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah, around yeah. 12, 16. But, you know, when, when I took Hanson to Colorado and I competed up there, I don't know if it was the altitude, but he was he was out of air a little quicker than he was down here. Well, that's probably altitude, yeah. I would yeah, think, I think so. I don't know what we were at, maybe 6,000 feet. But, yeah, any pattern that went over 20 seconds, you better stop pedaling. <laughs> Hey, I gotta ask you. My brother went to, uh, uh, and we'll we'll wrap up here with Road to the Horse. But my brother went to and watched a shooting competition, a mounted shooting competition, and it was at night. And they filled the balloons oh, cool. with some kind of gaseous substance, and then so when they shot them, the balloons would blow up. Do you guys ever do that? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's for Are you sure it was a mounted shooting competition. It wasn't like some backyard party. No, it was a shooting competition, but apparently it was quite quite the spectacle. He said it was really cool. Yeah, I don't know what they fill them up with, Glenn. I can't remember. I have seen it done before, and it's quite the fireball. So, um, <laughs> But we wouldn't do that in a competition. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just trying to make it more exciting, Tammy. I'm just trying to help Take you Take some out. marshmallows in my saddlebag. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Tammy, for putting this all together. It's RoadToTheHorse.com. Tickets are now for sale, right? Yes, yep, everything is at www.roadtothehorse.com, and you can join uh, Road to the Horse on Facebook and follow the wild cards and their updates on Road to the Horse Facebook. So uh, March 26th to the 29th, 2015, at the Kentucky Horse Park, and uh, we're getting ready. Very good. Well, I know that uh, I've got to drag Jennifer along this year. She's going to come along. Oh, uh, just she hunt- has to. Timing didn't work out last year, but I think Jennifer will be absolutely fascinated by it. It is just so interesting to watch. 
amazing uh, and if you, event. You know, if, you, if you're anywhere near the place, come on out. It's March 26th to 29th. I know we had a bunch of listeners that came down because of the shows that you and I did. So uh, we're looking forward to meeting more listeners there, and uh, we'll be hopefully doing a, a show or two from there and, and uh, keeping, keeping everybody caught up on, on the activity for those that can't make it. So RoadToTheHorse.com. And Tammy will be back the first Thursday of next month. And we'll continue our conversation. Thank you, Tammy. Oh, thanks, Glenn. Can't wait to come back and chat to some more wild cards and get everyone's updates. Should be should be a blast. Sounds good. We'll be back tomorrow morning here on Horses in the Morning. It is a Friday, so that means it's really bad ads day. And for the new listeners to the show that are just listening for the first time from Road to the Horse, we are here Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern. We do something a little bit different every day. We have a lot of fun. It's definitely a morning show for the horse world. As you can tell, we don't take ourselves too seriously. But on Friday morning, that is especially the case, and everybody's favorite, the listeners all tune in on Friday morning because we do really bad ads where our listeners submit really bad Craigslist ads, and then Jamie and I have a little fun making fun of them. So it, uh, it definitely we have double the audience on Fridays than any other day, and it's because of really bad ads. So tune in, and we'll also be talking more about the little race going on this weekend in California Chrome and, and the Belmont and everything that's happening there. Plus, I think we're starting a new segment tomorrow, Jennifer, right? on We're, we're going behind the scenes at the racetrack, and we're going to be speaking to uh, Woodbine Racetrack out of Canada. As, uh, we're working in cooperation with them, and we're going to learn what happens with, like, the starters and the people who work in the kitchen and the, the people that uh, work, you know, at the betting gates. And we're just going to learn the behind-the-scenes thing of everything that goes on at the barns and everything at a racetrack, the stuff you don't see on NBC on race day so that's all starting tomorrow as well so we're looking forward to all of you joining us here at horses in the morning at horsesinthemorning.com one other thing you can listen to the show after it goes up uh, after it's done we do have the recorded version the easiest way to do that is to go to the horse radio network app ios or android and just search for horse radio network you'll find all all 10 of our shows on there and it makes it so simple for you to listen and it's free that's the best part Thank you, Tammy. We'll talk to you again next month. Thanks, guys. Yep, catch you soon.